Get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. Get ready, get ready for tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Spilling all this hot tea on this podcast street. So get ready, get ready for this pipe and hot tea. From tea time and filter with your girl loving tea. Good morning and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. So um, this is going to be a full podcast. And when I do full podcasts, part of this will be posted on YouTube. But to watch the full video, you can now watch it on Spotify. So if you just go onto my Spotify page, the full video will be there undisturbed. Um, but you know, we can't talk about stuff like this on YouTube, child. So we bring it over to the Spotify. So what's going down is if you guys do not know, the Pissy Pied Piper is back in the news. The topic of testimony in courtroom 2525 was a 20-year-old videotape federal prosecutors consider child pornography. The woman at the center of that footage taking the stand today with a new story from decades ago. The woman who denied inappropriate sexual activity with R. Kelly for years taking the stand today to testify against the R&B star. Using the false name Jane, she said, quote, he was a person I looked up to. We had a lot in common, basketball, music. I thought it was a good idea. The woman, now 37, told jurors she was 14 years old and had videotape engaging in sexual activity with Kelly. I was told it was important I not share our relationship with anyone because he could get in a lot of trouble. And he, meaning Kelly, emphasized being loyal to him. Kelly was charged with child pornography in Cook County in 2002, but was acquitted in 2008 when the girl and her family denied Jane was in the video. Jane testified today that Kelly and his employees plotted to send her and her parents out of the country and then forced Jane to live with him enduring beatings if she tried to leave. She testified it was only recently that she was willing to change her account, saying... I became exhausted with living with these lies. The young lady who's now a grown woman who was in that infamous sex tape back in, I think it was like 2002, she is finally testifying against R. Kelly, and this situation is really sad and disturbing. Now, throughout the court case, they're calling her Jane for Jane Doe, but come on, the internet, we've been knowing her name for years. Her real name is Roshana Lanfair, and she is Sparkle's niece. And so we've been knowing this since like 2008. So this is nothing new. We've seen pictures of her back then and now. Her video was shown all over barbershops. I mean, just all through the hood. I think everybody saw this video. And a lot of people thought it was somebody older because of the way she was acting in the video. But I think everything that she's saying on the stand is going to really explain her thought process, and the things that she was going through back then. It's just really disturbing all the way around. So I want to go ahead and share this with you guys. So this is what's being reported. Who has been central to R. Kelly's legal troubles for more than two decades, testified on Thursday that the R&B singer had sex with her hundreds of times before she turned 18, starting at when she was just 15 years old. Jane is the pseudonym for the 37-year-old woman at R. Kelly's trial on child pornography and obstruction of justice charges. Told jurors, she told jurors that in the late 90s when she was 13, 
She asked the Grammy Award winning singer to be her godfather because she saw him as an inspiration and a mentor. He first touched her breast and other parts of her body when she was around 14 years old at a Chicago recording studio. She testified that around that time he started penetration at his home on the north side, at his north side Chicago home. Jane said she was 15 when they finally had full intercourse. So meaning when she was around 14, he was filling on her and, you know, using his fingers and things like that. He had basically been grooming her since she was 13 years old, you know, to finally prepare her for that big moment at 15 when he basically, you know, had intercourse with her um, and possibly took her virginity. Um, R. Kelly, who is now 55, was around 30 years old at that time. Sometimes she testified that she would have sex with other teenage girls and she would recruit them at R. Kelly's request. So this man was basically using her to, like they've said in the documentary and other girls have confirmed, to go and recruit other girls so that way he could have orgies with these teenagers, okay? Then they go on to say he stands charged in the Chicago federal court with enticing minors for sex, producing child pornography, and rigging his 2008 pornography trial. Prosecutors say that Kelly paid off and threatened Jane and her family to ensure that she didn't testify at a similar 2008 trial, which she didn't. He was ultimately acquitted. But now R. Kelly, 55, is serving a 30-year prison sentence for his conviction in New York earlier this year on other federal charges, alleging that he used his fame to sexually abuse fans over several decades. Two other minor victims are also expected to testify in the Chicago trial, which is expected to last about a month. In court, Jane revealed that she first met R. Kelly when she was 13. She was in a music group at the time, and R. Kelly, who was a friend of her aunt, attended one of their performances and gave her good feedback. It made me feel so happy that such a successful person was saying I was gifted. So I was super excited, Jane testified, according to the Chicago Tribune. She said that her aunt advised her. Okay, now y'all pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Her aunt, Sparkle, okay, advised her to ask R. Kelly to be her godfather explaining that her aunt told her I should sit on his lap and rub his head and ask him to play that role in my life. That came directly from Sparkle's fake crying ass on the R. Kelly documentary. Remember, she's been on this hobo tour. You know what I'm saying? So this is coming from the victim's mouth. What I, I have nieces, okay? I would never tell my niece to get onto the lap of a grown man and rub his head seductively, okay? Because that's why you're rubbing somebody's head. The head is a very sensitive spot, especially for men who are bald. They love getting head rubs, okay? I know from personal experience. The head is a very sensitive spot, both heads actually, but we're talking about the head on your shoulders, right? So you tell your 13-year-old niece to climb into a grown man's lap and rub on his head and say, oh, I want you to be my god daddy. Bitch, really? Really, Sparkles, I see why you've been crying on this hobo tour and saying that you feel guilty because you basically sold your niece to the slaughter. 2002, the singer Sparkle, whose real name is Stephanie Edwards, claimed her niece was the underage girl in that infamous sex video featuring R. Kelly. Well, although a jury acquitted R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly now credits Sparkle with really being one of the first to shine a light on some of his alleged abuses. 
1998, Be Careful, Sparkle's duet with R. Kelly was the number one R&B hip-hop song for six weeks. But, now, you don't even respect me. but about four years later, their professional relationship crumbled amid accusations Kelly was sexually abusing Sparkle's then 14-year-old niece. I was the first person who spoke up and out against him and did it alone. Sparkle says she initially wanted Kelly to help her niece become a rap artist. I didn't just throw my niece to the wolves. I introduced my entire family to Robert, not just my niece. My sister and my brother-in-law brought her down to the studio. You talk about in the docuseries feeling guilty to the point where you choked up and you, you cried. I should have never introduced my family. Why do you still blame yourself? I just feel partially responsible for, for for the introduction. She says she became concerned when her niece started showing up at Kelly's studio unaccompanied. Sparkle claims she even called Child Protective Services. Her worst fears, she says, were confirmed when she saw a video of what she believed was Kelly and her niece engaged in a sex act. Her aunt, Sparkle, okay, advised her to ask R. Kelly to be her godfather, explaining that her aunt told her I should sit on his lap and rub his head and ask him to play that role in my life because you basically helped to pimp your niece out. But let me keep going. Then she goes on to say this. She obliged and R. Kelly chuckled a bit and said yes, that he would be her quote unquote godfather. But soon their relationship became sexual. He started having explicit phone conversations with her. And in at least one case, she says that R. Kelly asked her what color underwear she was wearing and told her that he was pleasuring himself as they spoke. So basically jerking off to a 13-year-old child who's innocent and looking at him as a godfather. Then they go on to say, Kelly then gave her alcohol for the first time when she was 14. Jane said that she began drinking heavily. It would help to loosen me up and kind of take me away from the moment, she said. By the time she was 15, they started having sex. And when asked, about, and when asked by prosecutors how she knew her exact age, Jane replied, because I lost my virginity. So meaning that she was a virgin at the time and R. Kelly was the one who took her virginity at the age of 30. He was 30 and she was 15. This is just horrible. Then she goes on to say this. From there, they would have intercourse in R. Kelly's home on West George Street and at his nearby West Side recording studio on tour buses and in hotels. When asked by a prosecutor how she would know what to do sexually, Jane answered, he would tell me what to do. So for everybody saying that she looked very grown and that's not normally how young people behave in the bedroom when you're that young, well, this is why. He had been grooming her for so long, and he would tell her what to do. So he was telling her to do all of those sex acts that many people watched in that video. Then they go on to say this. When asked how many times they had sex before she turned 18, she answered quietly, uncountable times, hundreds. So this man was basically sleeping with this young girl every chance he could get. Every single chance. Probably when she got off of school, on the weekends. I mean, this is insane to me. Then they go on to say, unlike the 2008 trial, Jane cooperated with prosecutors leading up to this current trial, and she's a pivotal witness. 
Prosecutors have said that Kelly shot an explicit video of Jane in a log cabin themed room on his north side Chicago home between 1998 and 2000. The girl is heard calling the man daddy. And we all know our Kelly loves for girls to call him daddy. He has this fetish where he looks at young girls as his children. Again, the Pied Piper, if you go back to the fairy tale, the Pied Piper was a very nefarious character and took all the town's children away from the town when he wasn't paid his money. So R. Kelly gets off on these young girls calling him daddy and needing him for everything. They have to raise their hand. They have to ask to go to the restroom. They have to ask for food. So he, this man has big control issues. They go on to say this. So today's show sponsor is brought to you by Dipsy. So what's your summer fantasy? A whirlwind romance in Italy? Getting wet dancing in a warm rainstorm? Or maybe an unexpected summer fling? No matter how you want to get hot and steamy this season... Dipsy has a sexy story to indulge you in all of your fantasies. Dipsy is a full app full of hundreds of short, sexy stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can find something new to explore. For listeners of my show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go on to dipsystories.com slash sip slow. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go on to dipsystories.com forward slash sip slow. So once again, make sure you go to dipsystories.com slash sip slow and enjoy. Prosecutors now say that R. Kelly, who rose from poverty on the South Side to become a star singer and songwriter, knew a conviction in 2008 would effectively end his life as he knew it, so he conspired to fix the trial. According to prosecutors, R. Kelly told Jane and her parents to leave Chicago, paying them to travel to the Bahamas and Cancun, Mexico. When they returned, prosecutors say that R. Kelly sought to isolate Jane, moving her around to different hotels. When called before a state grand jury looking into the video, Jane, her father, and her mother all denied that it was her in the video. Tears streamed down his face in June 13, 2008, when he was acquitted on all counts of child pornography. Court filings say before the 2008 trial, R. Kelly carried a duffel bag full of tapes everywhere he went for years, but some of the tapes later went missing. In the 2000, bootleg copies of some of the videos appeared on the street corners throughout the U.S. At the same time, Jane's aunt, Sparkle, showed the parents a copy of the video. She said it depicted their daughter having sex with R. Kelly. When they confronted R. Kelly, he told them, you're either with me or against me, a government filing says. The parents took it as a threat. Jurors in the trial in Chicago will now will now be shown the graphic video of the disgraced singer allegedly having sex with Jane. Jurors also heard on Thursday from Matthew Hollister, who purchased R. Kelly's former home in Lakeview, where he allegedly filmed at least one of the videos. Hollister said that after he moved in, 
he found a smoke detector in at least one of the bedrooms that concealed a small hidden video camera. And in order to leave the room, you had to press a button. So meaning that R. Kelly had all types of video cameras wired and all types of booby traps where these girls could not just freely leave. R. Kelly, who has denied any wrongdoing, has been trailed for decades by complaints and allegations about his sexual behavior. The scrutiny intensified after the hashtag MeToo era and the 2019 six-part documentary Surviving R. Kelly. Kelly also faces four counts of enticement of minors for sex, one each for four other accusers. They, too, are expected to testify. Prosecutors told jurors that the evidence includes at least three videos showing R. Kelly having sex with underage girls. Two Kelly associates, Darrell and McDaniel and Milton Brown, are serving as co-defendants. Both are charged with one count of conspiracy to receive child pornography, while McDavid, while McDavid also faces two counts of receiving child pornography and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice in the 2008 trial. Prosecutors say that Kelly and those in his inner circle paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years in an effort to track down the videotapes and prevent them from seeing the light of day. In opening statements on Wednesday, the U.S. Assistant Attorney Jason Julian said that much of the world knew R. Kelly by his hit music, I Believe I Can Fly, but argued that that was R. Kelly's public side. Kelly had another side, a hidden side, a dark side, he said. This trial is about R. Kelly's hidden sides. Julian sought to give jurors a sense of the scale of R. Kelly's alleged exploitation, saying that he repeatedly had sex with girls who were just 14, 15, and 16 years old, multiple girls hundreds of times. Kelly's lead attorney, Jennifer Bonjean, meanwhile implored jurors during her opening statements not to accept what she said was the prosecution's portrayal of her client as a monster. She said that Kelly, in part because of his intellectual challenges, included illiteracy, was forced to rely on others as his career took off, and that he was sometimes led astray by those in his circle of associates. R. Kelly can also be a victim, she said. A conviction in Chicago would add decades to the 30-year prison sentence that he already received in New York by a federal judge. During the sentencing, the judge said Kelly created trails of broken homes, adding that the most seasoned investigators would not forget the horrors your victims endured. These crimes were calculated and carefully planned out and regularly executed for almost 25 years, she said. You taught them that love is enslavement and violence. Lizette Martinez was one of the victims at the June hearing. She doesn't think Kelly's sentence is enough, but she was pleased with it. Martinez, who described herself to reporters as an up-and-coming singer, a girl full of life, before she met R. Kelly, became a sex slave. Kelly was ultimately convicted of sex trafficking and racketeering charges last September following a six-week trial that amplified the accusations. Still, he has denied any wrongdoing and is now appealing that sentence, under which he would not be eligible for early release until he was about 80 years old. The sentence caps off a slow-motion fall for R. Kelly, who was adored by his legions of fans and sold millions of albums even after the allegations about his abuse of young girls began circulating publicly in the 90s. All right, so you guys just heard me read all of that stuff. First and foremost, let me say this. R. Kelly's no victim. I don't care if this man is illiterate. I don't care if he's blind as a bat. You don't have the right to touch people. You don't have the right to put your hands or molest somebody's child 
because you deem yourself as, you know, more immature or literate or, you know, you don't have the same mental capacity as adults your age. There's no excuse for this bullshit. What I will also say is this. There are many more people who need to go to jail. I'm trying to figure out why at the age of 13, okay, a young girl is being told that she needs to ask a grown man to be her mentor and godfather. The only person that you need mentoring you at the age of 13 is God and your parents. That's about it. You don't need the mentorship of another adult in an intimate space. I could see if it was something like, you know, sports, like, you know, you'll have basketball mentors, volleyball mentors, things like that. But guess what? They only mentor during a certain time, usually after school, during practice. They're not mentoring you Monday through Friday, after school, on the weekends, in the bedroom. Where were the adults? I am confused as to how this 13, 14, 15-year-old girl, because this went on for years, had free reign to just be around R. Kelly. Even in his studio, it was said that he had beds in his studio. So if my daughter is supposed to be recording in a studio with a grown man because he likes her vocals and he thinks she's a really good rapper, I'm trying to figure out what part of the game is this, that this grown man has a bed in his studio. And y'all know them studio sessions can go long. That bed is there for a reason. I'm going to be thinking, is he smashing my daughter? Because why does there need to be a bed in the studio as my child is supposed to be singing? Another thing that's very disturbing to me, and this is why I give Sparkle the side eye. If you guys do not know, back in 2019, Sparkle's ex-husband, his name is Earl Robinson. He was a member of Public Announcement. Public Announcement was the group that R. Kelly was in. Anyways, Earl Robinson was a member of Public Announcement. He was very close to R. Kelly. And his wife was also an up-and-coming singer. His wife happened to be Sparkle. So him and his wife initially did that song, Be Careful, together. And that was a great hit. So he, you know, wanted R. Kelly to maybe help produce it, you know, just kind of put some pizzazz on the song. Well, what R. Kelly ended up doing was basically taking Earl off the song and putting himself on Be Careful. And it ended up being a smash hit. You know, Sparkles got her fame. She made some money. I mean, this was like a top hit back in like, I think like 1996 or something when it came out. So what's very interesting with this is that soon after that, Sparkle started creeping with R. Kelly. She left her husband for R. Kelly. Let me go ahead and play this in his own words. Check this out. Oh man, Mr. R. Kelly. To come to find out that him and my wife Sparkle was messing around was my greatest downfall. All right, I just heard what Earl Robinson had to say. So what I find very interesting is that Sparkles was sleeping with R. Kelly. R. Kelly at the time is married to Drea Kelly, which nobody knows about because he's not claiming her. So he has a whole wife. Sparkles has a whole husband. They're cheating and creeping together. This industry is sick. You cannot tell me that there were not conversations like, you know, yeah, we can take you to the next level. You know, I'm willing to do this, this, and this for you. But what are you willing to do for me? And I believe that that is when she decided to sell her niece out. Because how do you go from sleeping with R. Kelly to telling your niece to get on his lap, rub his head, and beg him to be your godfather? That doesn't even make any sense to me. 
Because if I'm fucking somebody and that's my man, you're not getting on his lap and asking him shit. Okay, you need to go on about your business and go be a kid, go play outside, go run track, go find something to do. But you're not sitting on my man's lap, even though, you know, she was technically married, but that's just, you know, the point. You're not sitting, you're not sitting on the lap of somebody that I'm smashing. Okay, so I believe that Sparkles pimped that little girl out to R. Kelly. And the fact that the parents knew that that was her on that tape and all of them were willing to take hush money and go to the Bahamas and go traveling on this little girl's expense is disgusting. So to me, Sparkles is no hero. I don't give a damn if she was willing to tell it all in 2008. I feel like the only reason why she was willing to speak up back then is because she was bitter. She was a woman scorned. Her marriage was over with Earl because he left her. Her music career was going nowhere. R. Kelly was officially married to Drea. Sparkles wanted to be the main chick. And now he's showing my niece a better time than he ever showed me. And I believe that was a real reason why Sparkles decided to testify. It was not because she cared about her niece and she was so distraught about her niece. It was a get back game at R. Kelly. Because if you cared about your niece, Sparkles, you wouldn't even told your niece to get on his lap and rub his head and ask him to be her godfather. A caring aunt doesn't do that. So you didn't testify because you cared about your niece's well-being. You testified to be defiant and go against your family because you were mad at R. Kelly. See, this whole situation, this rabbit hole goes so deep with these people. You have a lot of sick, demented people involved in this case. From R. Kelly on down. Like I said, the man is illiterate. He does not know how to use a computer. He does not know how to book tickets. Who was booking these flights for him to go get these young girls to fly them in and out of town? Who was booking these hotel rooms for him? You had people who knew that he married Aaliyah and got Aaliyah allegedly pregnant, but none of them are standing trial. Where's Aaliyah's mama? She was just as complacent. So was the uncle. They all knew that this man was messing with underage girls and they chose to turn a blind eye to it, including London on the track's mother, who was helping to recruit girls, who was taking these young girls to the mall to recruit other girls, okay? All these adults were fine with it until the money ran out. Once the money ran out and they weren't able to bask in that fame and in that notoriety of being close to R. Kelly, once it was not beneficial for them, they all jumped ship. In my personal opinion, all of these people are trash. So the whole situation is just really disturbing. There's going to be more info that's going to come out. I can't wait to see what the other young girls who are also victims have to say about their treatment with R. Kelly and what happened in that house. But people need to stop excusing him and treating him like he's some type of victim. Yeah, Sparkles might have encouraged the bullshit. But at the end of the day, his dumb ass took the bait. Okay? People can set you up all day. You should have enough wherewithal and discernment to know that this is a setup and maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And especially after he lucked up, let's keep it real. He lucked up in 2008 after he lucked up and he beat that big trial. He should have been even more humble. He should at that point, I'm not messing with nobody underage. If you're not 35 and up, I won't even look your way. But instead, R. Kelly got more arrogant. He got more full of himself and he thought he was above the law. So I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him at all. This whole situation is a hot mess. You know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that she's finally able to speak her truth after being silenced for so many years. And it's extremely sad what this young girl went through. Anyways, y'all, I am done with the podcast. I want you guys to go ahead. You guys can leave your comments over there on YouTube. Half of this will be posted over there. 
The full podcast, of course, will be here on Spotify. Let me know your thoughts on this entire situation concerning R. Kelly and, you know, the niece finally coming out and telling her story, um, Roshana. I think it's really good that Roshana is out here and she's speaking and she's, you know, taking it seriously and she's standing up for, you know, justice. Because the person you are at 15 and 16 is not the person you're going to be in your 30s. And sometimes when you're that young, you think it's love, you think this person really cares about you. But when you're looking at a situation through adult eyes, you understand that it was manipulation. And I just hope she finds peace and healing. But Sparkles, you're trash for even putting your niece in that situation. Her parents are trash for denying that was her on the tape and taking the money. The whole situation is just trash. But anyways, y'all, let me know your thoughts once again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Tea Time Unfiltered. And I will talk to y'all later. Enjoy your weekend. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.